Good night, dear listeners. This is special edition and today in the studio Irina. But I have to say that we have special guest. I will not introduce him, but he will do it. And I think that today you will know a lot of new things and interesting things about porn industry. Maybe it's not so new for Hungarian people, <laughs> but for me, as for Russian girl who knows nothing about it, it can be kind of interesting and I have a lot of questions to our guest. Hello! Hi! <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. I'm curious what questions you ask. <laughs> it's good. I think it's good if you're curious. It can uh, direct you on the right mood. But please, first of all, could you introduce yourself? Okay, um, so I'm Tommy McDonald and um, I don't use any stage name or any fake name like a lot of people in my industry. Um, I got into porn almost by accident about six years ago built a fairly successful business and now I'm kind of leaving that and going into the more technology side of porn. And did you move to Hungary for making porn? Actually kind of. The business was doing well just as like it was giving me and my business partner an income. So we were both working from home, having a nice life. We had a problem is that we wanted to get more professional, start a real business, but no European banks would let us open a bank account. So Hungary was one of the only countries where the banks would take our money. Mm -hmm. So then it is not illegal what we do, but the nature of banks is that they don't like, there's a lot of censorship in the world and one of the ways that people discriminate against movie phase and there's a lot of discrimination against sex workers and banking is one of the areas they attack you so Hungary was very welcoming didn't care where our money came from because it's legal here it's legal everywhere almost everywhere in Europe but it's legal in the UK but unless we lied we wouldn't be able to open a bank account mm. so we wanted to be somewhere where we could be honest about what we do but I think it's more profitable too to do it in Hungary, no? I read some information that, uh, I don't know, why uh, Hungary's capital, European capital of porn, because here it's not so expensive to shoot movies. I'd say it used to be the capital of European porn. Not anymore? No. Really? It kind of became the capital when France introduced a law that said you have to use condoms in porn um, oh. to be on French TV. So a lot of the French companies moved to Budapest. Plus, communism ended and it was a good place to be. There was a lot of like beautiful young models. But now, I think the industry has been managed badly. In America, like LA is the capital, like without doubt. Whereas most of the businesses are owned in Montreal, in Canada. And Budapest, it's kind of fallen behind. Prague is big. Prague's probably the European capital now. Um, Barcelona is up and coming. And mm. Budapest is kind of... The quality's low here. There's not many good businesses left. Mm. But it's amazing for webcam here, which is a different part of the industry. But how, when and why did you decide to do this special business? I was living in London and um, I had a different business. A mag newspaper and magazine business. But it was breaking even. It was going to be a lot of work to grow it. And me and my friend were just joking, because she also needed money. And we just joked that, oh, we should start a porn site. And then as I looked into it, I realized like that the cost of starting a porn site is almost nothing. I think we spent $100 creating the site. We just like used WordPress, bought a cheap template, <laughs> made the site ourselves. And then for videos, we just used a digital camera I had. And But where did you find actors? 
We didn't, we didn't. My business partner was female, so we just made the videos together, just oh. homemade. And somehow that was successful, people liked but them. But it was like home video? Yeah. And uh, people uh, had to pay for that to, s mm -hmm. to watch it, yeah? Yeah. And how much? Like on average about $20 a month, but obviously sometimes there's discounts, some people pay like three months in advance for a discount as well, so on average about $20 a month. And how many movies, home videos did you do per month? <laughs> we, did, we just did one per week, so filming was like two days a month, so we'd meet up once a month, we'd make like four videos, and then the rest of the month we didn't have to work that much. Just on social media, promoting, like marketing, so it was quite an easy second job to have. But it was with some, I don't know, story, <laughs> like today you're a doctor no, and she's no. your patient. <laughs> no, we, we hate all that stuff. Even professional porn, they try to make it look amateur. Like amateur porn, real porn, like homemade videos are way more popular than professional porn. Like that's the route we went down. Like one, because we prefer it, and two, because it's easier to make. It's like, um, you don't need expensive lighting, you don't need to make everything look perfect. It can look bad and still be okay. Mm -hmm. And a weird thing we found is like the worse the porn video is, the better it sells. So sometimes we would even deliberately make videos bad, because we knew that it would make more money if it was a bad porn video. Hmm. Because it's like real, yeah? Mm -hmm. And people have a, a feeling that they just follow to someone. People are voyeuristic and I mean the most popular porn videos are normally celebrity sex tapes because you know it's homemade, it's real and it's a famous person. Mm. It's like you're not meant to see it. Okay so but how do you distribute your production? Only with websites? Yeah this was like the key thing like in the past if you imagine like back in the early days of porn everything was at the cinema so that was your distribution. And then videotapes in the 80s meant that was the main distribution. And then DVDs, and then the internet. Mm -hmm. The weird thing we saw with the internet is like a small number of companies kind of controlled most of the distribution and independent sites didn't get much traffic. But like for us, it was really important that we didn't want other people managing our site. We didn't want most of the profits going to the distributor. So it was important for us to own the site, manage it ourselves and just control our own distribution. So the hard thing with that is getting traffic. But at the time, sites like Pornhub, Xvideos, all the big free sites, mm. we just used those as a way of getting traffic quickly. We put like promotional clips there. We'd use YouTube, we do other social media. It's like any other business. It's like, you know, you make your content, but then, you know, most of your time is spent promoting it and getting traffic to your site. But like, even now I speak to like my rivals in the industry and they usually have agreements with other companies to manage their site for them. And in the end, they're often only getting like 15% of the total revenue. And um, for us, it was important to get like closer to 90%. But now you are just like a boss or you also director and maybe actor? No, as like it grew, I did less jobs. So um, at the beginning, my business partner 
managed like social media, she did writing, like a lot of blogging. She was like the face of the company doing interviews and things like that. I mean, she was the main model and I was managing the technology, doing customer service, dealing with like payments and um, any technology problems or the marketing. But obviously as we got employees, after a while we started using different models, different guys to be the actors. We hired like camera people um, Mm -hmm. as it grew and grew. We hired like an editor from another magazine instead of writing ourselves things like that so eventually I didn't do much at all just managed people but now we're kind of stepping away from that business so we're just making money from the old content and I'm making like a platform for independent models to sell their own content similar to OnlyFans and Patreon and things like that but something more simple I think it's still difficult for a lot of porn stars and models to realize that they can own their own content and that they don't have to work for other companies Mm -hmm. so like my dream is that no one ever does porn for another company again like that they don't have to work for a company like mine Mm -hmm. or they don't have to work for so they can just make the videos they want to make they don't have any like pressure or don't have to dress up or be involved in any storylines that they don't agree Mm -hmm. with so they can control their image control how they're seen and make a lot more money because honestly porn models don't make much money at all it's like it's very low paid um (laughs) generally it's like about 500 euros to have sex with one boy on film and it takes all day so it's really not a lot of money and it would be okay if there was a lot of work but there isn't a lot of work in Europe so most models might have you know three or four jobs a month and so generally most of the European models they tend to make their money escorting which in the past used to be kind of looked down upon Mm -hmm. because adult movies paid a lot of money but now they don't. But uh, does it depend on the storyline and, I don't know, actions which men will do with girls? More guys usually means a higher fee, but not always. It just depends what you negotiate. Yeah, even if you do more extreme things, the money's still not great, mm. I would say. If you compare it to someone escorting or doing webcam, like um, a friend of mine started doing webcam recently and she's making like $500 a day. Like the money in other areas of sex work is a lot higher than important. But it's just because so many people are taking a cut. Like there's the agent taking a fee, the producer is taking a fee, then the company that owns the content is taking a fee. Sometimes the distributors, like Pornhub, they're taking a fee. If it's for DVD as well, then there's a different distributor. So everybody's taking a cut, and the people that get the least money is the performer. But if the performer owns you know, as much of the process as possible, especially content production and the distribution, if they've got a low-cost way of distributing, then the money they make is crazy. It can be really high. Like I know some models that are making over $100,000 a month and it's just insane money. But if you're working for other people, you don't get anything really. You just get advertising for your escorting or advertising for your other things you're selling. But where and how do you recruit your actors? Um, sometimes we use agencies. Um, I'm not a big fan of model agencies, but you have to use them. And... We also recruit our own models, or we used to. Um, It's a lot of work. Um, Generally, if I recruit our own models, I contact people that are already doing sex work, so people that are already doing webcam, because it's just one step further 
to do an adult video or people that are doing escorting because the only difference is it's just on film. So people that are already sex workers, I think that's who I would normally approach. Mm. But I've also had like ex-girlfriends that have wanted to try it. So sometimes an opportunity just happens. Is there some, I don't know, general psychological portrait of porn actor? I mean, what is motivation of people? Just money? No. If it was money, they wouldn't do porn because it's very low paid. Like, you can make a lot more money escorting, like just, I say, which uh, is private. They like to fuck in front of the camera? No, it, there isn't really. Like, there's so many different types. So one of my friends, he's like 70 years old. He's like a producer. When he was younger, he used to also perform in videos. Um, he's extremely well-educated. He's a military historian. He writes books about military history. Mm -hmm. They're published, he gets paid for them. He's very intellectual, but he does this too. There's other people who are, you know, just highly sexual or swingers, that kind of thing. Some people get into it through stripping or bodybuilding. There's no, like, you know, the point is anyone can do it. There's not really a pattern to who does it or not. It's not like a, oh, I failed at this, so I do porn. It's like, there's some intellectual, there's some less intellectual. Actually, I read some interviews with porn actresses, mm -hmm. even Russian, and I can say that both porn actresses were much more educated than our Russian celebrities, who is very popular. I mean, when you watch interview with them, sometimes you just think, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe they don't interview the dumb ones. <laughs> well, there's just it's literally anyone like I've met every personality type every intellect every body shape every race every type of gender like one of the most interesting for me is a Muslim girl that I know she's from Iran she lives in Europe and she used to be debates arguing against pornography and also she used to be protesting against pornography mm -hmm. and Over time, she decided that actually it's something she wants to do. She started with nude modeling and then got into porn. And she literally went from wearing a full burqa to and arguing against pornography to actually being in porn. So I just say anyone can do it. Like, literally, it doesn't matter how moral, how amoral, how sexual, how intelligent or not. It's just everybody. It's just society. It's just... But I don't know. I think there is some psychological moment. I don't mean that they are psychos. I just mean that maybe, maybe you, they have some background. Maybe you want there to be. Like a lot of people think that maybe you're abused or raped or something bad happened. And for some people that is true. But Maybe parents didn't love them. For some that's didn't, true. Didn't uh, give a lot of love. I don't know, attention. For some people maybe that's true, but like it's, you're just putting, you know, things you want to be true. You're just stigmatizing people that work in that job. But it's just a cross-section of society. Like what type of person drives a taxi? Probably lots of types of people. But what do you think? There is something useful in porn movies, in porn, I don't know, magazines and something like that. Because there are two points of view about it. So first is like, porn is harmful because porn uh, has nothing common with real life. And we can't say that porn can teach people. But from the other side, people say like, no, porn can help you to open and understand your sexuality. Porn can teach you. Porn can do you more self-confident. How do you think there is something useful and harmful? I would be against both positions. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's um, interesting. <laughs> 
I don't know, like no one watches a movie and expects anything other than to be entertained. It's just entertainment. Like if you watch a horror movie, you can watch someone going around stabbing random people to death. But when people watch horror, they don't jerk off. <laughs> What's the joking off got to do with it? Well, the joking off is irrelevant. That's self-pleasure. It's like, <laughs> so creepy, <laughs> but okay. It's healthy to masturbate. It's good for your immune system. It's you know important. It's healthy. It's natural. Yes, but still. So it's just a movie. Nothing special. It's just entertainment. Like no one's taking lessons from it. Maybe sometimes you learn something if you see something you haven't tried before. Maybe um, gives you a few fantasy ideas. But you know, it doesn't do any more damage than a dream or a video game or a movie which video games have already been proven not to actually like make you more violent which was what the fear was same for violent movies and i think violence is something we should be much more concerned about than sex sex is just there's no bad things that come from consensual sex like watching people have sex is not gonna make you do something wrong <laughs> it's i don't just know sex. i don't agree with you because most of porn movies uh, are about humiliating women a lot of women like to be humiliated Mm, but it's, it's not healthy story. So in psychology, they would disagree with that view. Like, if you're exploring your sexuality in a consensual way, it's a way that you enjoy, that's completely okay. It's actually, um, in psychology, it's the weirdos, the strange people, the psychopaths that have very vanilla, very ordinary fantasies. It's actually very normal and very healthy to have these kind of kinky, crazy fantasies. Everybody has them. It's just your imagination. It flashes. It's how the brain works. It's, there's no harm intended. Like, But like, women don't look like happy people in both movies. <laughs> I think that's unfair. Like, sometimes some are better than others, but there's definitely bad things can happen. But even, again, in psychology, let's take an extreme example. If a woman is raped in her private sexual life, One of the ways she will get over that is by reclaiming it. And she'll probably start fantasizing about rape and playing kind of rape role play with her lover. And it's a way of turning a very negative experience into something very positive and something you enjoy. And it sounds wrong on all sorts of levels, but if you speak to psychologists, it's one of the ways that people recover. So these things, they're fantasies, they're games people play. And so long as everybody is happy and agrees that, hey, this is what I want to do, this is fun for me, what's the problem? No one's getting hurt, everyone's just having a good time. And the people watching, they're just living a fantasy. They're not But doing it. But what if those fantasies become reality? I mean, uh, some guy watches porn movie, you know, like hard sex, deep blowjob, and come everywhere, <laughs> and man slaps woman mm -hmm. and she's screaming and he thinks that oh maybe it's okay maybe it's right type of behavior in bedroom do you know that uh, some young guys really copy some uh, actions from porn movies and i think it's a big problem because when they watch it they think that women really enjoy it And they start to do some strange things and it's okay if it's a guy with a healthy mentality. But what if not? I mean, it can be a reason for maybe violence. No, absolutely not. Like, there's much worse influences than people having sex. Like, in Game of Thrones, there's rape scenes. That doesn't mean someone's going to go out and rape someone just because they saw it on television. It just doesn't work like that. The human, like, people don't just do things because they're on TV. Like, if you're a sick person or criminal, 
You're a criminal and you were sick before you watched a porno. No, just let's be honest. Porno movies is 18 plus movies or 21 plus. Mm -hmm. uh, but children and teenagers watch it too. <laughs> well, they watch nature documentaries of animals <laughs> fucking. It doesn't mean they're going to go fuck a zebra. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, people don't just do things because they see them on TV. But it's still prohibited. If it uh, well, would be so nice, it I, will I, be prohibited. Honestly, I don't think that sex... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think seeing sex is harmful in any way. I think violence is much worse. And it's been proven many times that there is no evidence of extreme porn leading to violence in your private life. There's no evidence of horror movies leading to violence. There's no evidence of video games, violent video games leading to violence. It's just this idea of cause and effect from media. It's not true. But I think that the quantity of porn movies when people just have sex, you know, just in normal way, like in the bed and uh, with some pre preludes. Who maybe. gets to define what's normal? It's normal. All sex is normal. <laughs> if, if, no. two, if two people agree, it's but normal. But most of porn movies are about violence, about humiliating of women. Then you're, you must be searching for something different to me. Most of the porn movies I see, they're, um, they're normal, they're vanilla, they're mainstream. It's called mainstream for a reason. You usually have to search for the kinkier stuff. And I mean, in my private life, lots, I'd say the majority of girls are submissive and want some kind of domination from men. Because not, I'm not a match for every girl. Like, um, I'd say the majority of girls I date often want me to say strangle them, which is something I'm not comfortable with. So we're normally not a good match in that situation. Lots of girls ask to be, like, slapped and... <laughs> It's, okay. inc it's incredibly common. It's just, and like, if you talk to your partners, like, that's the thing. The one thing I've learned from porn is that you have to communicate. Like, communication is everything when it comes to sex. Yes, I agree. And if you just talk openly, you'll find there's lots of weird things that you're both into. Everyone has some kinks or fetishes, and it's okay. There's no need to judge anybody. Everyone just enjoys what they enjoy. Privately, they don't hurt anyone else. And if they do hurt someone, it's a crime. And, you know, that's when the police should be involved. We don't need to police the internet or police media or start censoring videos of people having sex. It's just a bit silly. Hmm. Okay, I would like to come back to porn uh, actors. Mm -hmm. And to ask you, people who work in this industry, they really don't care about their professions, about their families. I mean, what if someone has a children, I don't know, a boy who will watch a movie like Free Man uh, frying his mom? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they really don't care about it. It'd be unfair to say they don't care. It's very mixed. I'd say, like, first of all, so many people that say, oh, I'd love to do porn, just I wouldn't want, like, my family to see, or um, I'd worry it would ruin my career, like, my future reputation. Your family no. Uh -huh. no survive. But yeah, some people have very liberal parents, some don't. I do. Mine love me no matter what. They respect my choices. And for most people that are in porn, that's the case. Or maybe they don't have a good relationship with the certain family members. Um, mm -hmm. Often I find the mum is supportive and the dad not supportive. So the dads normally have the problem, whereas the mum doesn't matter if it's a guy or girl. Not always. Sometimes it's the mum and the dad is cool. But generally I've noticed that it seems to be the dads that have the problem. Mm. Um, or brothers. But again, sometimes sisters can be a problem. Um, when it comes to friends, 
It's very rare I've heard that someone's friends has had a problem. Normally it's like people they know that they're not friends with that will be judgmental and um, maybe say mean things. Um, so let's say school friends, people you haven't seen for years and mm -hmm. then you kind of start to get famous and they start writing mean things. But I think that's just jealousy normally. But normally your friends, your real friends and your family, they normally support you. For the family, I think the pattern is it's a shock at first. But even if they have a big fallout, normally they're accepting in the end. Because it's their daughter or their son. And you love your children no matter what, if you're healthy. Yes, but I think it's still complicated. It's complicated. And your question about if you have children, I think it's, like for some people, it's a conversation you have to have when they get to a certain age and they start browsing the internet. I think most people's career is over by then, but you know, it just becomes like any other sexual conversation with a child. I've spoken to some friends who have older children and they said it's like the same as you have to have sex education conversations with your children. This so just you has can to watch a movie it. with your mom. <laughs> I don't think they go that far, but yeah, they have to have a conversation and talk about like why they did it, their motivations. Like some people are brought up in BDSM families, for example. Like if both parents are into BDSM, the children will probably be brought up understanding their parents' sexuality. It's not something that's like hidden. You can't really hide all that equipment and if you've got a dungeon in your house, you know, it needs some explaining. You can't just keep the door locked. So it's completely, like again, everything's about communication and sex is healthy and positive in people's lives. So teaching children in a healthy, positive, proactive way is a good thing. Like sex education is so important. And it doesn't matter if that comes from a porn star or a teacher or a parent, it doesn't matter. It was always interesting for me how people can find your video. I mean, I think there are billions of porn uh, videos in the world. And, uh, you know, then uh, someone plays in porn movie and in the next day his or her friend like, hello, I just watched movie with you. How it's possible? <laughs> um, I think there's actually not as much as people think. Like when you're browsing sites, at first it seems like there's so much. But then you realize that often it's the same video cut in different ways, the same performers, and after a while things can get quite repetitive. Especially because most people have a thing they like. Like maybe you only like girls with big boobs. Maybe you only like um, a petite blonde teenager. Or maybe you only like older women that look a certain way as if you're a man. If you're a girl, maybe it's like you just like watching a particular type of gay porn. Or maybe you just like anime or something. You know, there's so many... It's so diverse. There's a lot of videos. When you get into the niche that you like, there's maybe not so much. And so there's a need. There's not enough porn in the world, I'd say, because there's always a huge demand for it when there's new videos, new models, new genres, new websites. But everybody can be a porn actress or actor. Yeah, but not many people do it. No, I mean, if some guy come to the casting, for example, and say, I want to be a porn actor, and uh, <laughs> what will ask, like, show me your dick, first of all, <laughs> what? No. We need to know what is your size, and no, uh, no. how fast you can come, and how long you no, cannot come. The size isn't important. What matters is, can he get hard in front of other people? Mm -hmm. Almost every guy fails. And two, can he come when he's needed to? 
But do you do in a, in a real way? I mean, I know that some directors uh, use some special liquids, so actually it's not real cum. If it's not real cum, usually the guy doesn't get paid. Uh, if you don't finish, you don't get paid. Uh, so he can uh, fuck a girl like, uh, I don't know, five minutes, <laughs> ten minutes. Oh, actually, okay, really, I be, don't know. It can be hours. Like, most guys fail. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world. Like, the way I do it is very easy. It's just me, the model, and a camera. Mm -hmm. But on a real production, it's one of the hardest jobs in the world. It's so stressful. I wouldn't be able to do it. It can be stressful even without that. But most guys, if someone's watching them have sex, they cannot get hard. Or they can, but they can't come. Or they're up and down. And a performer needs to be, like, solid and reliable. Because on a professional set, you've thrown together. You might not be attracted to the girl. Probably won't be. Mm -hmm. No one's attracted to every person they meet. You have to do still photography first. It's very difficult to stay hard for still photography because you're not, there's not so much motion. Then you take a break and then you do video. Mm -hmm. If it's for TV as well, then you also have to do a softcore video. So you're looking at like, you can be like asked to be hard for like maybe three or four hours, especially if things go wrong. But do they take medicines? Medicine doesn't help. <laughs> like it's psychological. Like even if you have Viagra, if you can't, get hard it's impossible now like in the last 10 years there's been a big trend of people injecting their dick mm -hmm. with a drug called cavaject and it was created for disabled people so that you can still have sex after you say had a car accident mm -hmm. so your wife would inject your dick and it would get hard mm -hmm. you have sex or she has sex with mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. and then you have another injection to make it go soft and it's caused a lot of like controversy in porn because the guys that inject, they don't feel anything. And you can see it when they have sex. They look like robots, just unceremoniously, just pumping away. Mm. It's boring robotic sex. Whereas the guys that don't inject, which there's not so many of them now, they're into it, they're passionate. You can see they enjoy it. There's like a fire in their eyes. <laughs> and they're much better performers. But... You know, directors, producers, they like the job to just be quick. And because they don't care if the video sells well or not, because they're not doing the distributing. they just got a contract to make so many videos per month. They just like to make them fast, cheap. They don't want to be messing about waiting for a guy to get hard. So they're happy for guys to inject. But it does a lot of damage, and there's a lot of long-term health benefits to the men. And like one performer in America... He has a pump in his testicles that pumps his penis up now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because he'd injected so often mm -hmm. that his dick stopped working. So it's pretty horrific. There's a lot of, if you think like an athlete, like it's kind of performance enhancing drugs. It's kind of cheating. But it's the injection. That's the one that guarantees you're getting hard. So a lot of these guys, it's their dream to be a porn star, but they can't do the job. So they inject. They should never be in porn, really. Mm. The videos they make are terrible. They look robotic. And they're doing terrible damage to their dick. 
just because they have this dream. But still, average time uh, before ejaculation is like five minutes, I think. But if we have uh, at least 30 minutes of porn now, we understand that it was uh, several parts. <laughs> I don't know how it no, actually happens. Like, maybe that's the average, but yeah, in porn you have to have some control. Like, really? So porn actors can do it like uh, 30 minutes? As long as you like. Really? Without any medicine? Mm -hmm. Just power of your mind. Well, you just stop before you come. It's just willpower. Really? <laughs> Any guy can do it. It's just normally they're a bit selfish and lose control. I think you just destroyed. All you have to do is just stop. myth about how actually poor movies. So are some made. some guys are better than others. Like one guy in Hungary, I was just an extra in a video, just helping a friend. And the production was really difficult. There were lots of problems, and he stayed hard for like four hours, no problems at all. Um, and he was in very difficult positions, like very acrobatic. Obviously the demands on his body were extreme. Some of the positions are so difficult. Um, but he got through it fine, no problem, never complained. And at the end, the director said, oh, you know, can you get ready to come? He said, yeah, I can come anytime you like. And he just did it on cue. Like no getting ready, no preparing, just when it's time to come, he comes. <laughs> and he says he's like a robot. <laughs> But it's high level of professionalism, I think, yeah? <laughs> People like that are a dream to work with, and that's what it should be like. But I heard that uh, men get less money than women for porn movies, it's, no? That's kind of one of those things that's true and not true. So it's generally true. Men paid a lot less than women, but yeah, so the top men, if they're famous, they can get a lot more, especially if they have gay fans as well, because some gay men like to watch men, their favourite actor, have sex with a woman, and it's kind of a fantasy. Hmm. But there's not many top men. I can think of three guys that probably get paid more than the girls. That's it. And they're all in America, not here. I think it's uh, more difficult for men. I mean, they have to control their tool. <laughs> but what about women? I mean, uh, do they have just to have a, I don't know, roomy vagina or <laughs> what? Um, so they have normal... Big poops, so... They have normal vaginas. Um, again, it's like they have sex just as often as normal people, just because you have more than one partner. It's the same as having sex with lots of people. Like, so having sex every day with the same person is the same as having sex every day with a different person. It doesn't... But what about, you know, like a double penetration and something like that? Sounds that creepy movies. Well, I think... <laughs> Horror <people>. movies. <laughs> some people like it, some people don't. You decide what you like and what you don't. It's one of those things, I'd say, a lot of people try it in their private life, especially people that are into swinging and things like that. Actually, I asked because I watched interview, like I said, these Russian porn actresses and also read, and one of them said that porn industry it's like a meat market. And so it's not about emotions, not about feelings. You just have to have a roomy body. <laughs> it's I, think, I think in Europe, maybe that can be true. Like I'd say there's three companies that produce very aggressive videos. And I'd say for them, they just you know, they don't, the conditions are not necessarily great. They're very short-term and they're thinking, don't treat models very well. But, you know, that's like any industry, there's always going to be some bad people. But for the most part, people are treated quite well. 
But I'd say, again, I'd say like you get treated better if you're making videos for yourself. Like if I was a female porn star, or if I was a female and wanted to work in porn, I'd make my own videos. There's no point working for other people. You make a lot more money and you get to make the videos you want to make, not what someone else wants to make. But are you ready to do any type of porn? with any type of storylines or there are some prohibited topics for you so I will not shoot it and I will never distribute it Honestly, like doing porn with stories is really fun but for me it's just fun it's like, it's not about making money I just think it's, you know, it's just hanging out with your friends doing these silly stories and it's like you know you're making a bad porn movie so that you've got all the dressing up, the acting it's just fun, it's just having a laugh But for example, but, if it's an adult girl, mm -hmm. like 18 plus, but there is storyline that uh, she have to be like a teenager, teenage girl, for example, I don't know, 14 no. years old girl We're not allowed who has to that uh, sex with father. So that type of content is illegal. There's, so um, it's not illegal, but um, so in the porn industry, the people that decide what's acceptable and mm -hmm. what's not acceptable. Mm -hmm is Visa and MasterCard. So there's a list of things you can and you cannot do in porn. Mm -hmm. And Visa and MasterCard set the rules because if you do things they disagree with, they won't let you take payments on your website. Mm -hmm. So th there's a long list of things that are not allowed. Mm. So you can't, you can't say someone's under 18, even as a fantasy. Which, for example? No one's allowed to die, like say be killed, mm -hmm. even if it's part of the story during sex, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if they're not having sex at the same time, then it's okay. Certain things like shit, <laughs> not allowed, uh, real blood, not allowed. And there's all sorts of quite detailed things, often at the more extreme end, often involving if the girl's sleeping, pretending to be asleep while the guy has sex with her, that's not allowed. Mm. So things, there's a, well that's, and that's a very dangerous thing. Because you have Visa and MasterCard who have decided that they are regulating the internet, the whole internet. Mm -hmm. They're censoring the internet on a scale much bigger than Facebook or mm -hmm. YouTube. You know, they're just censoring their private platform and have every right to do so. Mm -hmm. But Visa and MasterCard censoring a lot of sites. And it's not just porn. It's very harmful what they're doing. They're cutting off a lot of access to information, especially around um, things like gun control. Well, I'd have to read up about the topic, but it's really worth reading about the way Visa and MasterCard sense of the internet. It's a big danger to free speech. Mm -hmm. I think government should regulate speech, not Visa and MasterCard. It's not for private companies to set the morals of society, is what I say. No, but actually it's good that you mention it because before you talk like, oh, it's just fantasy, it's just stories, it's funny, and maybe our listeners just uh, had uh, some wrong impression, opinion about it, and I was thinking, what? Too, but well, yeah, I think still there are some things which uh, can't be shooted. Yeah, there's some limits, but it's this difficult thing. It's like, um, I don't think porn is art, but, you know, like I don't think a Hollywood movie is art. It's entertainment. But I think that Hollywood and porn should both be free to be creative. Now, I don't think they should do anything illegal, but I think so long as it's in the context of creativity and entertainment, it should be okay. The idea that some thoughts are so dangerous we have to be protected from them, I think it's treating the public like children and I don't think it's right. And I think that when you start doing that, you then start doing it on more and more things 
and you end up in a situation like you have in Russia, where you get censorship of discussions on homosexuality. Like, mm-hmm. it's, so it's like creeping authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. So I think like we in porn, we're on the fringes. But as soon as we start getting attacked, mainstream things will be censored next. Well, I think it's important for people like us to keep fighting for free speech and free expression. It's very important because we're porn and things on the fringes. That's where the battle lines are. That's where freedom of speech is fought. Mm, I don't agree. <laughs> not, but no, but actually, still there are some movies like that. I mean, uh, there is Darknet where you can find whatever you want. And I don't think it uh, have yeah. to be available for, you know, mass... I, um, I, don't, I don't think illegal... If something is illegal, it shouldn't be done. But things that are illegal is like um, actually killing someone. Real rape. But come on. Um, to eat shit is not illegal. People do it in their private life. No way. Think of it this way. If it's part of a prank, say on YouTube, or on like that MTV Jackass thing. But what if not? So, you know, uh, just now one guy is listening to us and uh, thinking about, I want to eat shit. And uh, Tommy is right. Why? I can't do it. I think I can. It's if, my legal right. If he wants to eat shit. Go ahead, I don't and, care. And uh, to do video and to put it on YouTube. If you're not hurting anyone else, <laughs> it's your right to do what you want with your body. Like, I don't stop people getting tattooed. I don't stop people, you know, who's, who am I to say what someone else can do to themselves? <laughs> I, I don't want to be involved in putting uh, no, my morals on someone else. People can do whatever they want, but you know when they are in uh, their house and if they don't spread it and if they uh, don't send it to their world and I don't know, because there are a lot of people with not uh, stable mentality. There are psychos, there are children. <laughs> but they're, they're going to be psychos. Whether... There are just people with very movement uh, nervous system. But these videos are not going to make them psychos. They're already psychos. So you can't... like. Th- where does it stop? Do we stop? Do we like ban Grand Theft Auto, the video game, because it's about stealing cars? Like, it makes no sense. Or you always start with like banning someone eating shit, mm. <laughs> which is probably a good thing, right? <laughs> but then you end up imposing so many other morals, because there's no end. Once you've achieved that, you then decide, okay, what else do I want to stop people doing? Because I disagree with it. Like, you can either have freedom or not, and accepting freedom means accepting that some people are going to do things you don't agree with, and that's okay. What they do is none of our business. Unless they're hurting someone. If they're hurting someone, or they're infringing someone else's rights, then it's different. I understood your point of view, but I, yes, I don't agree, and yeah. I think the whole Free point... Free European people are still far, far away from conservative Russians. The whole point of government and laws is to protect your personal rights, your rights as an individual, and your property rights. You know, it's to stop people stealing your shit. It's to stop people hurting you physically. After that, the government should get out of the way because for us to be united as a society, we have to get on with different groups. And all the different groups have different moral standards. So if one group starts imposing their morals on smaller groups, you just get division. I think liberty is we have to just 
get out of each other's shit. And some people do things that we disagree with. But that's okay. Okay, actually I have the last question for you. Okay. Can you imagine? <laughs> we talked about the moral side of the issue, but what about, I don't know, like physiological, if we can say like this? Because I don't believe it's not harmful for health. I mean, of porn actors to do it. And also, what about sexual transmitted diseases? Because to use condoms is not so popular in porn movies. I mm -hmm. think uh, people want to see it uh, like a natural not, way. Not just that, but also the performers hate them. But they're very uncomfortable because you're not like the condom's fine if you're having sex for five minutes, but after five minutes it starts to hurt for the girl and the guy. But how they protect themselves and and do you have some responsibility too? Maybe you give them some, like, I don't know, insurances? <laughs> How it works? In America, it's very professional. There's insurance on set in case people get injured, things like that. In Europe, it's less professional, but testing happens. Now, in America, testing is a very high level, a very high quality. If someone... And education is very high. In Europe, education is a bit lower. But in the last year, one of the American labs opened up in Europe and the testing level in Europe is to the same standards in the US now. I would say that people in porn are safer than the general public because we're tested. But for example, incubation period of HIV is six months. Uh, six months. Actually no, this is because of in Europe most testing is shit. In America they use a test which will catch it in 10 days, six to 10 days, 10 days 99.9%. Mm. And we use this test in Europe as well now. So if you do a PCR test, it's um, when you're searching for... See the test, the other one that you're looking for is the antibody one. But they actually, they can test for the virus. And um, that test is very reliable. Same with syphilis. They can catch it very early. Or they can use a cheaper test, which is more common in Europe, which won't catch it for like up to four months. So um, it's all about testing. There's good tests and there's bad tests. And... Again, it's all about education, you know. When you get into a car and you drive, you're taking a risk. You know the risks, you know. Mm -hmm. And when you enter a porn set, there's a certain amount of risk. It's actually very low, but you do the job knowing what the risk is. In your private life, I've never met a single girl I've dated that had any clue about STIs. They always think, oh, if you wear a condom, you're protected. You're not. You're protected from HIV. Maybe some of the ones that are transmitted more by DNA, but... You still get chlamydia, you get it through oral sex, you get gonorrhea, you get through oral sex. And most times when you have a sore throat, it's often gonorrhea or chlamydia. But we only call it that when we have it downstairs. And somehow it's this disgusting thing, but everybody gets it, you know. And um, you have sexually transmitted diseases, you just maybe don't have symptoms. Almost everybody does. It's just we think of them as a dirty thing because we moralise that somehow sex is dirty, sex is bad. But... You know, it's like if I catch a cold. I, but I, does it uh, happen often with uh, porn actresses and actors? I'd say no, no. It, it happens, but in Europe we've only ever had one HIV case mm. in the straight industry. Mm. But I don't know. My Which, opinion... considering that one percent of people in Russia have HIV, for example, that's quite amazing, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, do you know my opinion is not so like it's dirty but my hands are dirty now and it's okay to protect yourself and that's why we have to wash our hands not only in the coronavirus period we have to do it all the time and it was a really big surprise for me when during quarantine was information from everywhere so please wash your hands because for me it's totally okay to wash my hands and for me it's uh, totally okay to use condoms uh, even if I have sex with my boyfriend because it's protection, it's part of protection and uh, it's protection not only from diseases but from pregnancy well, th this, this is the thing, I find it incredibly naive I would say a lot of people that kind of think wearing a condom is like this magic piece of plastic. Yeah, it helps. It really helps. But if you look at the statistics... No, it's not 100%, but it, still... It's about 80%. But 80% is much bigger than zero. Yeah, but, you know, it's not great for pregnancy. Condoms are not great for stopping pregnancy. And if I just ask you a question to turn it around, like... How often do you have a get tested for sexually transmitted diseases? Mm, sometimes, because I had uh, jobs in Russia which connected. So it was like um, state services, mm -hmm. and when we come to job, we have um, like medical. Um, yeah, and like in porn, people are tested every two weeks. But it's okay. And, I, I mean, this is right. But the general public, they often don't get tested, and. They often think wearing a condom protects them against everything, when it doesn't. Like okay, syphilis, HPV, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia, you can get all of these things. But I think that uh, porn actors have much more sex than me. <laughs> That's why they have to do it we're, often. <laughs> we're just human. Like, we're not. Often porn actors are too tired to have sex after work, so often we have less sex. Wow, but uh, they have different partners. So do a lot of people in private. If you're a party girl or party guy, you know. I would say having sex with the general public is probably more dangerous than having sex with a professional. Because you think, like, 12% of men visit escorts, for example. 12% mm -hmm. of men pay for sex. So you've got this huge network of people all seeing the same girl. How many of these guys are getting tested, you know? before they see their partners, before they sleep with other girls. And then all the people in clubs and parties. Mm -hmm. and how often are all these people getting tested? Whereas in porn... I don't think often. <laughs> whereas in porn we have a kind of bubble. And most of us, mm -hmm. you know, we're tested a lot, don't necessarily have sex with people outside of that bubble. No, of course I agree that escort sphere and, I don't know, sphere of prostitution is different. And drug users. And, yeah, well, I just think sex education is the most important thing. And I think... We should just be less ashamed and just be like, we shouldn't have this stigma about STIs. It should just be like, yeah, you've probably got them, you probably will get them. You know, just get tested, encourage people to be tested. I think it's much, it should be encouraged, you know, like test everybody regularly. Encourage it, make it common practice. In the UK, it's really normal, like for couples to get tested at the beginning of a relationship. Mm. Most mm. of my partners have asked me to get tested and they've also got tested. It's just a standard thing. People mm. do, but in Europe, I think it's not so common. No, I think it's good practice, actually. I think it's time Do to not. say goodnight to our listeners. Thank you for this interesting and honest conversation. <laughs> and uh, I think actually it's a good point of view in the end. So just please test yourself and uh, save yourself. 
protect yourself. Don't forget about it and don't forget about sex education. About about what? What can you say? <laughs> I just think that with sex, the most important thing is always to communicate and be open. And yeah, just read, learn. There's always something to learn and read about. It's true. Thank you again. And good night, dear listeners. Today in the studio was Irina and special guest, Amik McDonald. Yeah. Goodbye.